Beta per Gimel, Mishnah Dalad, 3-4. To understand this Mishnah, we need a bit of background regarding Bechoros. So let me explain those halachas first. A Bechor, which means firstborn, refers to, in this context, a firstborn male cow, goat, or sheep, which, from the moment it's born, is invested with Kedusha, sanctity, and is a, a korban, an offering waiting to happen. There are eight categories of zvachim, animal sacrifices. One of them is bechor. So what's supposed to happen is the farmer who owns this firstborn cow, goat, or sheep is to give it to a kohen. The kohen will offer it as an offering, and then he'll eat the meat. Now, if the bechor has what's called a mum, that's some kind of blemish, which renders it invalid to be brought as an offering, so then it certainly cannot be offered. But there are two kinds of mumin, two kinds of blemishes. There's a mum over, a temporary blemish, and a mum kavua, a blemish that's not going to go away. If the bukhor has a mum over, just a temporary blemish, so then the lacha is, one has to wait until the blemish resolves itself, and then the bukhor is brought as an offering and eaten by the kohanim. If, however, it's a mum kavua, this blemish is never going to go away. So now, let's say the animal I don't know, lost an eye or something. So now, certainly, the animal cannot be brought as an offering, and instead, the kohen can slaughter it wherever he wishes and makes a barbecue, eats the meat as as if it's chulin. So as soon as it, the animal um, gets what I'll refer to now as a confirmed mum kavua, a confirmed permanent blemish, so then it loses its sanctity of being an offering, can be slaughtered anywhere. Until that point, until the time when the blemish is confirmed to be a mum kavua, so one may not slaughter the animal, and if one did slaughter this animal and it didn't have a confirmed mum kavua, so then he is um, violating the Torah's requirements of prohibition against um, slaughtering kachim b'chutz, sacrificial animals outside of the temple courtyard, for which the penalty is karas, divine excision, that's serious business, so we're not going to do that. Now, for an animal that's a bechor, to get a confirmed mum kavua status, it has to be shown, that blemish has to be shown, to an expert on the topic. And that expert, that mumcha, will look at the mum, the blemish, and he will say, yes, this is a mum kavua, it's never getting better, and therefore the animal is going to be now, lose its sanctity. That is, sanctity is a carbon anyways. Um, now, that's a very important point. Until the mumcha rules on the mum, the expert renders his opinion on this blemish, so it's not a mum kavua. So the issue here is not that the mum kavua is what it is and just a matter of taking to the rabbi to confirm what you think. No. It's the, the rabbi himself, the expert, who makes this animal to be no longer a sacrificial animal. And until he rent, he, so until he makes the call, it's not a mum kavua. It's not a confirmed mum kavua yet. It's just a waiting to be rendered. So, the case of our Mishnah is where a person going into Yamtuf has a bukhor. The bukhor has a mum on it. He's not sure whether this mum is a mum kavua or mum overis, permanent or temporary blemish. So he needs to show it to a Kohen, excuse me, to a, to a mumcha, to an expert. Um, now, before he gets a chance to do that, in our Mishnah what happens is that the 
as the Mishra reads, Bechor Shnafal Labor. You have this firstborn animal, and it falls into a pit. Prior to the experts, the mumcha, getting a chance to render his opinion after examining this blemish. So now you've got a problem. The question is, you can't take the animal out of the pit, because that is going to be forbidden, um, rabbinically as a tircha, as excessive exertion on Yom Tov. So you have to leave the animal there, and then, let's say, it could even die. Um, you can't do anything about it, you can't even salvage it, unless you get a mumcha to look at and call this mum kavua a mum kavua. Now, the question around which our Mishnah revolves is, is it permitted for a mumcha to render an opinion on a mum on Yom Tov? So the Tanakam holds, yes, it is. And Rabbi Shimon, we'll see, says, no, it is not permitted. Rabbi Shimon is going to say it's not permitted because of one of two reasons. First of all, both of which are rabbinic. The first is that it resembles tikkun kli. It resembles fixing something. Because the expert rendering his opinion on this, this, uh, you know, cow in the pit. So by him saying it's a mumkavua, he's like, if you will, kosherizing it. And if he says no, then it's making it not kosher. So his decision changes the status of the animal to being something which is like fixed and ready for consumption, if you will. And that really resembles all like fixing things, like fixing utensils, like makabapatish, which is forbidden. And therefore, that's one reason why the Tanakhama says it's, sorry, why Rabbi Shimon holds it's forbidden. The other reason why is because in general we don't have, um, we don't make like court decisions, courts don't convene on on Yom Tov, and this sort of resembles like a formal court decision, and therefore there's a second reason why, like doing a din on Yom Tov should be a problem. Rabbi Shimon says you can't do it. Tanakama holds, on the other hand, that it's not a problem for a, in such a scenario, for a mumcha to make his decision. The rabbis didn't restrict neither the issue of it looking like fixing a kli, nor on the issue of it resembling convening a court. Yes, yeah, so that's the that's the gist of what our Mishnah is is getting on about. So now, the Mishnah says inside, Bechor Shnafalabor. If you had a Bechor, which on Erev Yom Tov already had its mum, but the status of its mum was not yet confirmed. And that's essential, because if the animal hadn't yet had a mum going into Yom Tov, so then it's going to be, had been off limits, it would be mukta. The animal would be mukta. you couldn't have dreamed of eating it, because it wasn't for eating, and therefore it would be off limits. Um, so, but if it had this, this mum, but you don't know its status, and before you could show it, it falls in the pit. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Yered Mumcha V'yir'eh. A mumcha should go into the pit and examine it. You can't bring it out of the pit because if it turns out that the animal is inedible, you've done this, this, all this exertion for nothing. But first, the mumcha can go inside the pit, look at it, and make his decision. And if he says, in fact, it has a mum, and we're talking about the mum, the blemish we're talking about here is the blemish that existed from before Yom Tov. If he confirms that that is a permanent blemish, so then Yalev Yishkot, then the animal can be brought up out of the pit and slaughtered and eaten on Yom Tov. If, however, the original blemish was not a permanent mum, even if it's going to become in the future, 
Oh, so then even if, let's say, for example, you know, there was something in its eye, and the question was, is this a mum kavur or a And then the animal fell into the pit, and the animal, you know, like, you know, I don't know what it, you know, it got damaged, it broke its leg, so now it's, it's for sure got a mum kavur, let's say. It doesn't matter. Because if the animal going into Yom Tov didn't have a mum kavua, so then it really retroactively, you see that that thing was um, forbidden to eat, and therefore it's going to be muktzah. Not that he didn't have in mind going into Yom Tov that he might eat it, because he did. But if it turns out that the blemish that it had going into Yom Tov wasn't a blemish that would stick around, the mum kavua, so then we see retroactively that the, this before was never permitted. And if that's the case, it's from the category of muktzah called Mukta Mahmas Isur. Um, in my schematic, there are three major categories of Mukta, which is uh, Mukta Mahmas Gufo, intrinsically Mukta, Mukta Mahmas Chesron Kis, because of a loss that has specialized use, and Mukta Mahmas Malachal um, Isur. Like it's a it's a Mukta because it's it's a, a utensil that's used for forbidden purposes, like a hammer or something. So um, those are the major ones. There are three minor ones that don't come up that often, the truth is, including Nolad, Mukta Machmas Mitzvah, and this, Mukta Machmas Isser. Here you have a case where this animal is intrinsically unusable as a Bukhor on Yom Tov, and therefore, like it or not, it's Mukta, it's set aside and not usable. Um, but that's the case here. So the cases, Rebuta says, you can go in, have the Mumcha examine, if he says the very same blemish that going into Yom Tov was there, is and was a mum kavua, so then the animal becomes permitted, he can take it out and shecht it. And if not, you just leave it there. And even though there could be an issue of, let's say, tsar balechaim, hypothetically, because poor animals in a miserable situation, still the rabbis do not permit a person to do um, the tircha, the exertion on Yom Tov, to pull it out from, from that pit. Now, Rabbi Shimon Omer, kol she'embo mumo nikar mebaod yom, Rabbi Shimon says, no, if it hasn't got a confirmed Mum from Erev Yom Tov. It's confirmed to be a mum kavua, permanent blemish. Then enominamuchan. It's simply off limits. Now, usually when the mission says the words enominamuchan, that's that's mukta talk. Um, but that's not what's happening here exactly. Okay, Rabbi Shimon is famously lenient when it comes to mukta. Certainly, he's famously more lenient than Rabbi Yehuda, who's other person that's machlokus. This is not a mukta issue. His point is, as I explained in the introduction here, Rabbi Shimon says that a mumcha is not allowed to render an opinion regarding a bukhor on Yom Tov because, again, either A, it looks like tikkun kli, you're fixing something, or B, it's like convening a, like a court, something analogous to that, um, which is prohibited. And worth pointing out here, it's specifically rendering an opinion on a bukhor which is forbidden. In other words, if you have a, let's say, like a, a chicken leg, and you're not sure if this chicken leg is kosher or not, you show it to the rabbi, the rabbi can rule kosher or treif, and you can eat it if it says kosher. That's not a problem. Because the chicken leg always was either kosher or treif, and now it's just the rabbi telling you what the rule is. So therefore, either it was or wasn't edible, and was or wasn't muktzah, etc. beforehand. That's not a problem. Forget the muktzah issue, it's edible. Um, but in the case of a bukhor and a mum, the mumche is what establishes it as being permitted or not permitted. So he actually is the one transforming the legal status, as opposed to just clarifying legal status. He actually effects the legal status of the Bukhor. Therefore, Rabbi Shimon says he cannot do it um, because it looks like you're fixing or it's special special treatments like being a, like a Bagadin. And therefore he says one may not do it. Now, Halach Lamaisa, as far as Bukhoros go, 
Um, if a firstborn animal, even nowadays, is born to an animal which is exclusively owned by a Jew, so then it's forbidden to shechta without having a mom first. You'd have to wait. That is the din, the lacha. As far as a expert rendering an opinion on a bukhor on yomtuf, the lacha is like Rabbi Shim that it's forbidden. And that being and that being the case, since the it's per, for, forbidden to render an opinion on yomtuf, so then even if let's say hypothetically someone did render an opinion on yomtuf and it was um, rendered to be a mom kavua, that wouldn't change things because the anyways the animal is muktzah intrinsically muktzah since a person is halachly forbidden to resolve the issue on Yom Tov, it makes it automatically halachly out of bounds, and therefore the animal remains mukta even if the mumcha looks at it on Yom Tov and illegally renders it to be a mumkavu and permitted, it still won't be permitted until after Yom Tov.